Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Wednesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. And, of course, YouTube TV. What's happening? It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay here as well, producer number five and number eight. Uh, hour two today. Oh, man, what an hour that is. Aaron Schatz, the creator of Football Outsiders, will join us. Power rankings, probabilities from the Football Outsiders perspective of who could get the number one seed in each conference, how his numbers juxtapose against the betting markets. We'll talk to Aaron about that. Jason Weingarten who has made a bevy of football bets. We'll hear from him, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, and Michael Lombardi. Oh, I got questions for Michael. Shots, Weingarten, Lombardi, all in hour number two. Uh, coming up here this hour, Jeff and I do our own uh, NFL stuff. We'll look at the NFC number one seed market. We looked at the AFC yesterday. Very interesting. Remember, the Titans were the short shot still to get the number one seed by a pretty hefty margin, actually. Uh, In the American Football Conference, we'll look at the NFC. There is a favorite in minus numbers, but it's bunched up as well at the top. We'll do our power rankings. We got yes and no's to make the playoffs. And Adam Kramer uh, to join us momentarily to talk all things college football. We'll talk about college, the latest, I should say, college football playoff rankings, his thoughts on games this weekend. But, Jeff, uh, just off the top here, some people might have missed this because this just went down a couple hours ago, and it is early in the morning, at least on the western uh, part of the country. An Aaron Rodgers story which is pretty interesting. Yeah, this is actually from yesterday, and I completely missed this because he said it uh, uh, on Pat McAfee's show where he's been basically doing all of his media appearances this year uh, on his toe injury, which has been a big deal the last week or so. 
Quote, uh, no lingering effects other than the COVID toe, Aaron Rodgers said on Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, COVID toe is uh, is a symptom that has happened to people that have tested positive for COVID. Uh, it is a condition that causes symptoms such, such as discoloration and lesions on, on the toe uh, that can be painful and even turn toes purple. Lovely. So he's got COVID toe in the end. That's what's that's the ailment that afflicts him. Interesting. Which is the body's immune system response yes. to having had COVID. What a manifestation that is. Uh, when they do the documentary 10 years from now on, on COVID, on COVID-19, we're going to just learn how little we know about any of this. So that's the, uh, that's, that's the word on Aaron Rodgers. And it continues to affect him. I suppose we'll see. Didn't look like he was that bad on uh, on Sunday, but he certainly is complaining about it as the Packers head into their uh, big showdown with the Rams this weekend. Let's talk a little college football. Let's uh, we do with him every time, uh, every Wednesday morning, right at this spot. He uh, writes for the Bleacher Report, of course. Also, is our Vsin CFB. That's college football analyst. We like saying CFB. Uh, at Kegs and Eggs on Twitter. It's Adam Kramer. Everybody, how you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, my friend. How about you? I'm, I'm well. Uh, it's this time of year, the day before Thanksgiving. Would you like to give your, uh, your, your yearly PSA about frying turkeys? It's, thank you for this. Thank you You're for allowing welcome. me this platform. Yes, it, it, it is. Look, uh, my brine, I was just brining. So my morning has been getting the brine ready, talking to, to you, and then mentally preparing. But yes, fry your turkeys. Uh, it's amazing the number of people I've talked to have never had fried turkey before and i have loved introducing it to people because you see their faces when they realize wow i don't have to eat dry meat ever again if i so choose so all i'll say is fried turkey is and and smoked turkey is good too i don't know if you have a preference or if you are a fried turkey connoisseur smoked turkey is great but fry your birds out there if you can and be safe doing it by the way that's the other public service number just don't you know fry a frozen turkey Make sure it's away from your house. All those things, because I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to be the source of those bad things. Show's only downhill from here, Adam. We had to get that out. My my yep. yearly PSA is uh, don't don't be like my mom and use stuffing as your canvas to show that you're Picasso. Stop putting nuts and raisins <laughs> in the stuffing every year. It's like, could you could you not do that, Ema? Call my mom, Ema. Could you not do that? Uh, she'd be like, oh, you'll love it, Gilly. You'll love it. It'll be so good. And, and so I have to call my friend. I'm like, can you save some stovetop for me, man? It's just horrible. It's like a cousin to the... It's a good uh, one, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so frustrating. All right. Uh, the fourth version of the college football playoff rankings, the fourth of six, because we are, what, a, well, now we're 10 days away from the final version of this. 10 days from now, we are going to find out who the four teams are in the playoffs. Um, no surprise, because this got cleaned out a little bit last week with Michigan State's drubbing at the hands of Ohio State. And, of course, uh, the the departure in all of this of Oregon, who got crushed by Utah. So we don't have to talk about them anymore as it pertains to a playoff. So Cincinnati ended up four, no surprise. Ohio State, Alabama, we didn't know what was going to happen necessarily at 2-3. But Cincinnati's four, Michigan's five. That could sort itself out this weekend against Ohio State. Then Notre Dame and Oklahoma State, six and seven respectively. And so the question to you is, is the question I've asked of others after this has come out or even, even anticipating this order is, how's Cincinnati going to get screwed in the end if they go undefeated? Well, there are a handful of ways, and those are the questions that I've been asking myself. You know, it really starts, honestly, not with the Notre Dame 
Oklahoma State discussion, it really starts with Alabama-Georgia, yeah. right? Because if Alabama beats Georgia, the SEC is going to get two teams in. About four, three, four weeks ago, I thought Alabama could still get in if it's lost to Georgia competitively. I don't believe that's going to happen now because Alabama, frankly, has not looked great. They just haven't. Bryce Young looked great. But that was not a great game by Alabama. They've got great individual players, and we're grading on a difficult scale here because it's by Alabama standards. But so, so I think ultimately you look at Cincinnati in a few different ways. And Cincinnati played its best game since Notre Dame against SMU last week. They needed that, and that was very impressive. I, I think Oklahoma State is one to watch because Oklahoma State, when you think about it, they've got Oklahoma and potentially Baylor. Like that's pretty good outside of maybe Ohio State playing Michigan and a Wisconsin, you could argue Oklahoma State has like more meat left, right, than, than anybody. Notre Dame is going to beat Stanford by 40, and that's it. And that's a problem. So you've got all these resumes siding up, Cincinnati potentially versus Houston. Yes, to your original point, there are a handful of ways that they can get screwed in this, and they are building. If Oklahoma State k- takes care of business. If Alabama beats Georgia. Um, there's a very real chance that a group of five team with a legit resume is left out and that will generate the most outrage outrage we've seen in the playoffs because, because quite honestly, there has not been much outrage with these playoffs up until now. We get outrage in the first couple of weeks, things sort themselves out. Maybe they will again, but there's some certainly uh, scenarios building where somebody's going to be mad about something. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little more cynical than you. I'm not convinced that if Alabama loses twice, yeah, that they're going to be out, but we, we shall see in due time. It's coming. Uh, we, we're posting the odds to win the championship, by the way, right next to the uh, rankings here on the screen. And I don't usually focus on these because, you know, there's not a whole bunch of value on Georgia at minus 125 or not any value at all, really. Ohio State and Bama both at 3-1 to one and plus 350. But, but I just want to go back to Oklahoma State. Last thing on this. They are 50-1. to one to win the national championship. And if they get into that four slot and it's a defense against defense kind of struggle with, with Georgia, yeah. that's a great football game. Would, would you, if someone said, I'd like to take a flyer on Oklahoma State at 50-1, to one, would you scoff at that? No. I mean, you know I'm, you know, I'm in with Georgia, right? When you're talking about those odds, I, I really would like to see Ohio State at Michigan, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But I, I think if the logo is different, than Oklahoma State's, if that's Oklahoma, if that's Ohio State, like if that's somebody else, our approach to that team is so much different. Number two scoring defense now in the country, tied with A&M. They're legit. They're legit. I mean, they're, they're really, really good. Of course, I say this, and they'll probably lose to Oklahoma, but at, at that kind of value, you get a crack against Georgia, it's absolutely worth a shot. At that kind of value, that's kind of hard, hard to turn out. So no, I would not scoff at that at all. All right, I want to get to all these games, including Notre Dame-Stanford, which you just mentioned, because I agree with what you just said earlier, but I want to just hone in on that. Ohio State-Michigan, obviously. Bedlam, we want to talk about. Um, but Heisman, real quick, before the break. This is mano a mano at this point, right? It is after C.J. Stroud's just absolutely historic first half against Michigan State, and then Bryce Young saying, hold my beer, watch this little later in the day with 559 yards passing in Alabama's touchdown victory over Arkansas, margin of victory being a touchdown. Really, there's nobody else to even talk about at this point, right? I would say, and this is probably just me willing it in versus saying it's realistically possible, Will Anderson has 
you know, three sacks next week against Auburn, and then you get a gross defensive game. By gross, I mean amazing defensive game against Georgia that Alabama wins. We say Bryce Young struggles. Say Ohio State loses. I think there's a possibility that a defensive player could surge up the draft board. He leads the country in sacks, in tackles for loss. He's been the best football player in America this year. Um, that's it. And again, that's probably me just hoping it happens. I think ultimately, and I, I wrote about it this week, the stats don't seem to really matter this year, right? Like it, it, it really doesn't. Like I'm not totaling. Usually this point in the Heisman, we're like, well, he's got 31 touchdowns and two interceptions. It's like, can C.J. Stroud win out? Will Bryce Young win out? And if he does and he plays the number one defense in the country and he's really good, that's the showcase game, right? That's the – Stroud doesn't have that. He's got a good one against Michigan. If he plays well on the road, that's going to be a big deal. But Bryce Young may have the final say in this. I just feel – and we were talking this weekend about it. Like, that first half was so overwhelming from Stroud. That's going to be hard to knock off the top. Assuming he plays just, like, great good to great. I think that first half is what's going to be burned in our brains moving forward because it was it was that good. He could have thrown for 800 yards against Michigan State. <laughs> he if, really they, if, they, if he really wanted to, he could have thrown for 800 yards. They, they had to pull back at halftime. It was unbelievable. Like I tweeted at the time, only Joe Burrow's first half against Oklahoma, the 2019 semifinal, topped what we saw on Saturday from Stroud in the first half against Michigan State. And I think you're right. I think we're going to, we're going to know who wins this between these two guys based on their performance moving forward. I just hope, as far as you know, a defensive player. I wonder if there's enough Heisman voters that are that progressive. Uh, we'll get back after the break. We'll talk about all these games this week. Your best bets. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. Football season is here. In case you haven't noticed, it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Beating the Book. A lot of reaction to uh, Adam Chernoff joining us on the uh, Beating the Book Megapod yesterday. Was uh, thrilled to have Adam on. He was on a couple times last year as well from Xavier82. That's at damn Xavier82. This is an amazing treat. My favorite weekly NFL podcast joined by the host of my favorite daily NFL podcast, all these fine gentlemen, and Todd. Just kidding. Together once again, awesome show. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day to you, uh, Adam. Just a pleasure to have on. Uh, this also about the uh, the Megapod yesterday with Adam from Mary at uh, Lenina8888. I hope that's right. Great podcast as usual. I look forward to listening every week. Thanks for having Adam Chernoff as a guest. I listen to his podcast, The Simple Handicap Daily. Thanks, Todd, for making me laugh and singing Miami Dolphins. And this, uh, this is for uh, you, Parlay, and for the crew back there. I was going to say something on air, but I decided not to. But Scott at New York Mess 16 didn't miss it. He goes, uh-oh, proofreader alert. Graphic said, Jason, Weingarten will be on. LMAO. Weingarten. Jason Weingarten on later in the show. Jeff has no reaction. We like calling out stuff like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Kramer is back with us to talk about uh, this weekend in college football. And let's start with something you brought up sort of flippantly in the last segment about Notre Dame. You said Notre Dame's going to go into Stanford and win by 40, I believe you said. Uh, that was one of the games that popped off the screen to me. Notre Dame favored by 18, 18 and a half, somewhere in that pocket. And I, I, I did sort of laugh out loud a little bit because I'm like, okay, well, this team could sneak in, right, and end up in a playoff theoretically, and yet they're only... 18-point favorites on the road against Stanford. Stanford is atrocious. You like Notre Dame here as well. I, I do. You know, like, this is a game I would imagine there will be company with us uh, backing Notre Dame, but I've watched a lot of Stanford, 
and the quality of that program Ooh. has really diminished. It's striking. Like if we're going to talk about firing Dan Mullen and, and David Shaw's making what, 9 million a year. We, we probably need to have a conversation. It doesn't seem like anybody cares. So I digress. Uh, look, Notre Dame was really good last week. Offense is rounding into form. They need to turn this into like a high school football game score, right? Like this needs to be a game. This lasting impression needs to be so overwhelming. You want to just duplicate, you know, 55 to nothing again. I, I just think Stanford's really bad. I, you, we could go into the analytics and all these reasons. Stanford is just atrocious. And I think Notre Dame should win this game by a lot. By the way, check out Adam's column at vston.com. It's uh, called The Better's Guide to College Football Week 13. Obviously, same title, different week every week. And you talk about some of the, some of the coaches. Earl Tucker with the very with Michigan State's very poorly timed extension. Um, how about Dan Mullen's oh buyout, Adam? Uh, this thing is amazing. They owe him $12 million, so he'll get $6 million over the next 30 days. And then he's on the Bobby Bonilla deal, $1 million every July 15th through 2027. May we all be fired with such a deal. My goodness. Well, not only that, but there is a trend growing. And with, with Mullen and yesterday, James Franklin getting a 10-year contract, Jimbo Fisher getting a 10-year contract. Now, if you read, read the language of James Franklin's deal, there are some situations where this is not like a legitimate 10 year deal, two, three years, the buyout drops, but if it, it, a time where it's really hard to attract talent and you have teams like Michigan state and others with resources to keep coaches around the 10 year and eight year deals are about to become the thing. And we are just going to keep paying money to coaches like Dan Mullen basically got fired over 10 weeks, right? They were yep. competitive against Alabama right. and then things fell apart. So if 10 year contracts are going to become the thing, just to imagine the dollars that we're going to start throwing around here. It's going to be spectacular. It is going to be spectacular, no question. Bedlam, Oklahoma State, four-and-a-half-point favorites against Oklahoma. This is a good one. It is. And look, Oklahoma State in this series, I believe, is Oklahoma's won, what, like 90, 18, and 7? God bless ties, uh, I believe, in this series. So it is not a situation that's normal. But Oklahoma State, and we talked about it a little bit in the first segment, is really good. Great defense, just enough offense. I think that team is really well coached. I just don't think Oklahoma is that good. They threw for less than 100 yards last week against Iowa State, which is just frankly unusual when you think of what Lincoln Riley can do. They still won that game. I, I think this environment's going to be nuts. We don't know how much longer we're going to get this series, which makes me sad because Oklahoma is going to the SEC. Mike Gundy talked about that a little bit this week, that they think it's going to not happen. I think Stillwater's going to be wild. I, I really like Oklahoma State here. This is not a, a situation they're accustomed to. I don't really care. I'm a believer in them, and it sounds like just based off your thoughts, you're, you're I, I'm, well, I guess curious with this game and this line. Are you are you on Oklahoma State too? You know, I, because it seems like a pretty good spot for them. I am, and in terms of also juxtaposed against the NFL weekend, where the lines are so dicey on Sunday, and the games are kind of all coin flippy to me. Not all, but most, if not all. Uh, sure. I love Notre Dame laying the points at Stanford for all the reasons you state. Stanford looks atrocious. I if you've if you've taken a look, if anybody has not seen this Oklahoma State defense. I don't know how you can't bet Oklahoma State here, quite frankly, laying the points against Oklahoma, which I agree with you. I don't think they're that good. And then this third one, just to, to move it forward, because I, I, I think I'm going to bet a lot of money on college football this weekend. Ohio State and Michigan, this was seven. I obviously liked it better at seven. 
Am I wrong to still want to lay the eight and a half on Ohio State? No, but here's where I here's where I hesitate. A couple of weeks ago, Ohio State played at Nebraska. I guess it was sort of more than a couple of weeks, but not terribly long ago. Yeah, and they did not look good. That's true. Stroud looked shook. Um, all the weapons were neutralized for a while, and then Nebraska, Nebraska, the thing, which is what they do. So I am curious on the road here if that is possible. Michigan's defense is really good. I kind of like the under in this game. I think I'm going to stay away from the side because there's a real possibility that Harbaugh gets Harbaugh and we laugh and, and everything else, even though he's had a really good year, and that's that. But I do think what Michigan's going to do is sit on this football for as long as it possibly can. And the thing that you can watch in this game to get into the schematics, which is going to tell me, is the line of scrimmage. If Michigan's getting a push, which it should do, because it has one of the best defensive ends in the country, and if the offensive line is pushing Ohio State back, I think they have a chance to at least keep it reasonably scored. We are overreacting based off two home games, and and given the way they were played, it's reasonable to overreact. I think Michigan's a pretty decent team. I like the under only because I think Michigan will be able to dictate at least some of the flow. But if Ohio State gets rolling downhill, yeah, it's going to get ugly again. Yeah, but you're right. That Michigan defense is also different from the defenses Ohio State has played recently here. It is of the three that I mentioned, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and this one. This is the one that I'm feeling the most sort of doubt about in laying the points. I would agree there. What about uh, other games? So many other games. Iron Bowl, Apple Cup. What what else do you love besides the one we've, we've mentioned? Yeah, there's a couple. I really like LSU plus six and a half against Texas A&M. This, is, this may be Coach O's last game. If they lose, it is. He's probably not going to coach in a bowl if they go there. Um, this is his spot, right? Like, as an interim coach, as a lame duck coach, they've played better. They've had crazy injuries all year. I think you just look at the kind of emotion that he's going to pour into this thing, and that's been a success for him in the past. East Carolina, Cincinnati, I'm going to have a close eye on. East Carolina, man, a couple of years ago, doormat of college football. They've gotten pretty good. They could score points. I kind of like the over here. I believe 58 and a half is the last number I saw. I know Cincinnati was impressive last week. I liked them a lot last week. I think Cincinnati is in a position to obviously make an impression, but I think East Carolina will be able to post points. And then Washington, Washington State, it, it feels like another game, and there's some rivalry games where I'm, we're going to be on a popular side. I think Washington's a mess. Washington State has an interim coach that it wants to keep. It's done a really good job. They've had a really strange year, to say the least. And they've done a phenomenal job. I like the way they play. And then one more to throw in, Oregon. I think the Ducks bounce back. Again, venue, home field, a big deal here. We saw Oregon State go on the road, lose to Cal, lose to Colorado. I think Ducks come home. That was really bad. I mean, that was really bad against Utah. Different opponent. I think it'll be a different outcome. I like the Ducks. I think now that line down to six and a half, so I'll probably play them. Adam, uh, I just I think about this. I, I mentioned this yesterday. We got to run, but I, I think about what if in the Iron Bowl, and I know they're twenty point favorites. But what if Auburn rose up and somehow upset Alabama, which is not the, like the most outlandish thing in the world, but let's say they did, and then Alabama comes back and they beat Georgia. Alabama's totally in, right? <laughs> totally in. Yes, that we have <laughs> not had this yet for the playoff. Yes. I want a scenario like that, and it would be glorious. Oh, it would be glorious. The chaos that would ensue. Adam, happy Thanksgiving. Fry your turkeys. Fry, I don't know you are for sure, so enjoy. Uh, you too, my friend. Take care. Talk next week. Adam Kramer at Kegs and Eggs on Twitter. Always uh, fun to talk college football. So that's what he's doing the rest of the day. He's just he's, he's cooking his turkey. You, Jeff, what's your Thanksgiving plans? You and, you and the lady. 
We are uh, we, we're uh, going over to our uh, co-workers Ben Wilson's place. His parents are in town, so nice. it'd be, uh, be very nice. Uh, also, I am on team fry the turkey with Adam Kramer. My uh, my dad fr- fried the turkey for about t- for about uh, five six years. Phenomenal. Harbor so much resentment with my mom and the, just botching the stuffing. Stop putting nuts and raisins in it. God's sakes. We'll come back. Jeff and I will talk NFL, AFC, and NFC number one seeds. NFC this time on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here right now when you sign up for a $99 midseason football special. You also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus. $20 to buy VEASAN Sports Betting hat shirts, mugs, and other great gear. It is a limited time offer, though, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Next month, I'll tell my annual story about how my mother told uh, told me when I was five or six that we didn't celebrate Christmas. Now she did that in a flippant way for my five or six-year-old brain. I was devastated. She was a little too smiley about it. Uh, let's talk about let's let's recap yesterday, Jeff. First, before we get to the NFC number one odds, so both BetMGM and DraftKings were putting these up. Uh, we talked about the AFC number one seed odds yesterday. We didn't have the NFC because Tampa Bay and New York had just played each other, so those weren't up. But the AFC number one seed odds, and again, this is the conundrum of the Tennessee Titans, right? This is the issue. A lot of people are having two conversations at the same time about the Titans. They're sort of talking at each other. The Titans are both really diminished right now right? Not a very good football team right now, but also at the same time, the most well-positioned team to be the number one seed of the AFC. And remember, there's only one team that gets a bye in the playoffs now. That's the number one seed as of last year. The Titans plus 175 at BetMGM to get the number one seed, even as currently constituted, because they've banked all the good wins. They've beaten all the hard teams. The easy part of their schedule moves forward. And I know they lost to the Texans at home last week, but you're unlikely to have a minus five in turnovers every week. They, were th- they have the 31st, in other words, the second to easiest, second easiest remaining schedule in the NFL moving forward. Easiest in the AFC. Only the Eagles have an easier schedule in terms of the, uh, opposing, uh, the opponent's collective win percentage at 411. So that was really the headline of the AFC odds. By the way, uh, we're having Aaron Schatz on the top of the hour from Football Outsiders. Do you know what Pro Football Focus, we talked a little bit about this on Primetime Action, do you know what Pro Football Focus has the Titans' odds to get the number one seed, their probability? 48%, something like that. And so wow. if, if you go, yeah, that's, I, I think it's higher than what Aaron has. We'll get to what Aaron has at Football Outsiders. Obviously, each of these outfits has their own ways of calculating that, even I, very bullish on the Titans long-term, would say that 48 47%, it was 47-point-something percent, sounds a little high to me. But if you believe in the pro football focus numbers, plus 175, pretty good bet. By the way, shop around for these, because you might, I think the Titans were plus 200 over at DraftKings. So at plus 200, a really good bet. You know, do that. Do the uh, you know the win probability conversion here on these numbers. Then see what the betting you know see what the betting odds are. See what the percentage is. If you believe in the pro football focus, then just do the sort of cross examination of those two things to find out what a good bet is and what a bad bet is. So the Ravens are four to one. Patriots plus four fifty. Chiefs at eight to one. 
you and I both agree, Jeff, yesterday was probably the best bet on that board. Yeah, oh, definitely. And also, that is enough. the shop around's key because key. four to one elsewhere, four right? Four to one, five to one at other major books, including uh, four to one at DraftKings. That eight to one at MGM, if it's still there, it was still there when I checked this morning. Yeah. If you're in a uh, non Nevada bet MGM jurisdiction. Oh, jeez. I would say go ahead and at least take a small slither of that Chiefs. Not in Nevada. It's not available in Nevada. Everywhere else bet MGM is. Got to get stoned back in to talk about that. Uh, okay, so today we do have the NFC number one seed odds. This is courtesy of DraftKings. NFC number one seed odds. So with, again, five, six, or I should say six or seven games left in the season, is it? Um, this is where these teams stand to get the number one seed. And you can bet on these things, and good on DraftKings and BetMGM for putting these up. I love creative markets where you have to think about several things at once. So the Cardinals are plus 125. Remember, the Titans have a half-game lead over the field currently in the AFC. They are 8-3. and three. The Ravens are 7-3. and three. Now, the Cardinals have a full game over everybody in the NFC. Cardinals at plus 125. So this is no longer minus money. Cardinals are plus 125. What is their remaining strength of schedule, Jeff? Cardinals, 27th. 434 win percentage against. So the fifth easiest remaining, no, check that, sixth easiest remaining strength of schedule in the National Football League. And again, the Cardinals with the, you know, currently with a 9-2 and two record, the Packers at 8-3, and three, the only team one game behind. Everybody else is at least one and a half back. The Packers are plus 350. Their remaining strength of schedule is... Jeffrey, Packers. 20th. 20th, so a little middling. 467. Buccaneers are also plus 350. Their remaining strength of schedule. 24th, 452. Cowboys plus 550. Uh, right in the middle, 16th. Tied with New Orleans at 486. And the Rams at 9-1. to uh, they, they by far have the hardest schedule of anyone left on this board, period. 6th, 542. Okay, so when we did, and we did on primetime action, we looked at this last night for the first time. Again, we also juxtapose it against the pro football focus probabilities of getting the number one seed next to that. And again, pro football focus is just one outfit that has it. We'll have Aaron Schatz on for Football Outsiders to give his percentages later on the show. But as far as the PFF numbers, the Packers at plus 350 is a better bet than the Cardinals at plus 125 based on what they have their numbers coming to. It's more in line with the number. Cardinals at plus 125 is too short to play, basically. Is there a bet you would make here, Jeff? Your instinct? Because if we said just eyeballing the schedules, because if Green Bay wins this week against the Rams, that number's not going to be there anymore. Nope, not at all. And I do expect Green Bay to win that game. So I would look to play the Packers. That would be the only thing I would look to possibly play here. I think that's the only play there. Some people might argue the Bucks. But I, w- I would say the Packers, because I, I have the Packers in this game. I like them against the Rams. So I'm, I would play that conviction, and I would also play the plus 350. I will say this about these two markets. You know, sometimes we show stuff that doesn't exist in Nevada. In fact, whenever we show something at DraftKings, it's always something that doesn't exist here in Nevada. And some of the time we're doing it to fill time, I wouldn't necessarily bet it. I think I would bet these. I think I would take a flyer. On the 8-to-1 number on the Chiefs, not the 4-to-1, but on the 8-to-1, I have the conviction on the uh, Titans 
So I might play the plus one, uh, the plus two hundred where that is on the Titans also, just because they've got a leg up. So I would play both of those in the AFC, and I think I would play the Packers at plus three fifty. The the thing about the toe, we started off the show by talking in case you missed it, because um, we did quite frankly that Aaron Rodgers the toe the the mysterious toe injury that he's been talking about, which he called, oh, it's worse than turf toe, right? Like he said that definitively, and they're like, how would you know? Have you ever had turf toe? He's got COVID toe. COVID toe. We're not making that up. So it is a reaction. And and you're right, Jeff. I, I don't know if you said this off air or on air, but when COVID first, when the pandemic first started, there were some reports, like I vaguely remember that that was a thing, right? People were having weird reactions in their toes. And so that's what Aaron Rodgers is suffering from, sometimes discolored, as you said. It's, a, it's the immune, immune system's reaction to this virus. Beyond that, we have no explanation, right? So Aaron Rodgers, they're asking him, you know, the story is, is he said he could sit out, but his stance is, I'm pushing through it. He's playing. And he seemed to play really well against the Vikings, for sure. But did you notice, and now that we put these two things together, and I just want to bring this up, not that it could hamper his performance moving forward or not, but have you noticed that he throws a lot of balls now, like in bad form, where he's where his like he's square to the line of scrimmage and he's just using his arm strength and his wrist strength on it? Because I have definitely noticed that of late. Will that hamper Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Hasn't yet. But uh, I would make that bet plus 350 right there. By the way, yes, no's. Do you want to get into some of these now or you want to save those for later? Let's let's save those. Okay. Let's save those. We, we that market all of a sudden, especially the AFC side. Yeah. Very interesting. So uh, let me just say one thing then before the break. So the AFC West. We also looked at AFC West numbers specifically last night because that's the tightest division from top to bottom. The Chiefs are seven and four. The bottom of the division with the Raiders and the Broncos both at five to five and five. And so adjusted season win totals on those teams at the top are very interesting. The Chiefs are seven and four, but their adjusted season win total is still 11 and a half. So, with six games left in the season, to exceed that, the Chiefs would have to go five and one. You wouldn't bet the under on that? I certainly wouldn't bet the over. The Chiefs would have to go five and one the rest of the way to exceed their season win total, their adjusted season win total of 11 and a half. Conversely, the Chargers at 10 and a half, right, are at six and four. They would have to lose three games to not go over. Those seem to me to be two very interesting bets. Like, I would go Chiefs under and Chargers over. The one thing, as we discussed yesterday with Kansas City, even though their strength of schedule looks difficult, it's the strength of schedule looks harder because they're playing all those divisional teams that happen to be 500 or better, that may not be particularly good. I agree, but you still got to win five of six. And you just beat the Cowboys without Tyron Smith, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb for half a game, and you got four no calls about in your favor, and you only won by 10. Uh, I'm not so sold. Our power rankings next. Beeson's a numbers game. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on Thanksgiving weekend football. Football. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro or college game. If any team scores a touchdown at any Thanksgiving weekend game, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Feast on the football action with live betting and boosted odds specials all weekend long at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble Responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or 
Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, we're on Thanksgiving tomorrow. People are like, hey, y'all are on, uh, y'all are on Thanksgiving or not? Yeah, we'll be here all day. VEASAN will be here all day. I'll be here twice. I'll be here back with uh, primetime action at night with Matt Brown and Kelly Billen as well. The, the close of the Dallas game and then most of the Buffalo-New Orleans game. What's your favorite pick tomorrow? Do you have a bet tomorrow? Tomorrow's kind of a tough day of football. <laughs> I was telling our, our great TD uh, downstairs, uh, Matt Hicks, who is also a Bears fan, that we have reached the point for tomorrow where Chicago minus three might be my favorite thing for tomorrow, which means I probably should just lay off the day completely. That's one of my questions that I'm going to ask uh, Lombardi later is, what about that? So the Matt Nagy thing is interesting, right? Because when we were on the air yesterday, it was like the reports were Matt Nagy, this was going to be his last game coaching. Then by the time I was doing the Megapod over at the D with Mike Palm and Todd Wishnev and Adam Chernoff yesterday, Matt Nagy was denying the reports. How does that affect a football team? Do we have a precedent for that? Like the only thing close is sort of like the John Gruden thing this year. And if you remember, the Raiders laid an egg with that hovering over them. So I don't know. Let's talk about our power rankings. Jeff, you ready for the hate to, to wash over us? How, first of all, how difficult has this been? Like this week, how difficult was it for you to come up you with power what? rankings? You know what? In all honesty, I had a pretty good idea of one through nine. One through six for me. It was just a matter of figuring out what the order was. Number 10 was was extraordinarily difficult of who was going 10. But one through nine, I had a good sense of the teams. It was just trying to figure out the order after number one. For me, one through six was was pretty easy. And then after that, like seven through 12, just throw them up in the air. Because there's some art involved in seven through 12, right? Where it's like, are we talking about them now? Are we talking about them down the road? What are we talking about? Let me do mine first. Do I do mine first? Let me start at one. Let's start at the top this time. Uh, number one for me is the Arizona Cardinals. They were number one last week. I see no reason to move them whatsoever. Uh, they win with their backup quarterback, Colt McCoy, at Seattle. So I just leave them at number one. They do have the best record in football, and they deserve to be number one. I had Green Bay number two last week. I'm not moving them even in defeat. Again, Aaron Rodgers with the COVID toe. Yeah, they lost, but... I like him against the Rams this week at home. I still think, and yes, they're probably more than most a two-man football team, but that defense, man, is underrated. And I got Green Bay at number two. Dallas doesn't move even in defeat for me. They didn't have Tyron Smith. They didn't have Amari Cooper. They didn't have CeeDee Lamb for half that game. I think they got the worst of it with the refs. They lose by 10. I'm not moving them for that. Dallas, to me, is still the third-best team in football. Tampa Bay does move up to four after drubbing the Giants, a game they were supposed to win, but they're probably a top-five team. I don't think... Uh, Drew Dinsick had them number one yesterday in his, and he says it's not even close. He said Tampa Bay with the bullet. I've got them fourth. And the Rams, who were idle, I've got fifth. And I'm not sure anybody has a massive problem with the Rams being that high. Maybe you do. By the way, they are about one bad loss away from plummeting. That's for sure. They kind of moved, they kind of trickled up this week just from being idle. Can't deny the Indianapolis Colts anymore. They move up from 11 to 6 for me. They have now, after an 0-3 start, won 6 of 8 football games. And I think the Colts are number 6. Now, here's where it gets ridiculous, and this is where the hate will come washing over me. And this, is, this gets to, you know, these sites like Pro Football Focus and Football Outsiders talk about their priors. These get into my priors. Chargers win. 
They beat the Steelers. Their defense is still awful, but I've never had them out of my top 10. I've got them at 7. But if you told me they were 12, I'd be like, okay. New England's at 8. I'm not as high on New England as other people are, but they do keep winning football games. They're about one loss away from having a brief stay in my top 10, but I've got New England at 8 just because. Tennessee, who some of these analytics sites have as low as 18 or 20 or something like that, I've never had them outside of my top 10 from the beginning, since since the beginning of when we've been doing this. I've got the Titans at 9. Now, here's the deal again. I had the Texans plus the points last week. So I bet against the Titans to success last week. I didn't think the Texans were going to win, but they did. But the Titans are, we're having two conversations at the same time. Do I think they're good right now? No. And based on my bet, you know I don't. But as they get Julio Jones back in a couple weeks, they get Derrick Henry back before the postseason, all they have to do is figure out a way to get through this little end of the season. Remember, the easiest remaining schedule in the AFC. So I'm not taking them out of my top 10. And if they beat New England this week, all y'all going to put them back in your top 10. So just stop it. Tennessee's ninth. And Kansas City, who I mentioned, all of that stuff happening for them against Dallas. Benefits of calls, non-calls really. Dallas not having Smith, Cooper, or Lamb. You only win by 10 at home. I know everybody's all over you. I'm not. I'm not fooled at all. Chiefs at 10. By the way, Baltimore's my 11, Buffalo's my 12, and Cincinnati's my 13. After that, there's a bit of a ledge. I won't call it a cliff, but I'll call it a ledge. Jeffrey? Well, there's no denying Arizona's number one. We don't have to explain it anymore. They won two divisional road games with Colt McCoy. I mean, yeah. they, they're clearly the best team in the NFL. Now, Gil, now this is where it gets fun. If I was allowed to do tied for second with four teams, I would do it. Because Tampa, Dallas, the Rams, and Green Bay, to me, are all interchangeable. We had the same top five, yeah. just interchange. All interchangeable. interchangeable. Yep. The reason I put Tampa at number two is I trust that coaching staff, and I trust Tom Brady more than I trust the quarterback-coach combination in the other places. Um, Dallas is three. I still think that offense is prolific. I know they've had a few bad weeks. The only thing is, Gil, is that calf injury lingering for Dak more than they're letting on. That's the one thing that is a little bit worrisome moving forward with Dallas. The Rams play the Packers this week. Whoever wins that game is going to be ranked higher next week. They might as well be tied for fourth in my rankings. No difference whatsoever. Right column, this is where this got hard a little bit. Yes, I agree. New England, because of the way their defense now looks like a Patriot defense again, is why I have them at number six ahead of the other AFC teams. Now, long term, Mac Jones is going to have to be better than he's been. I know everyone has said Mac Jones has been phenomenal. I really think that is a product, though, of the other rookie quarterbacks just really all being terrible and Mac being perfectly solid. So I think Mac needs to be a little bit better for New England to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender like some think. Uh, Kansas City at seven. That defense has played well now for three weeks. It's much better than when they were earlier in the year where they were historically bad at the beginning. Uh, Tennessee just still comes in at eight because they beat all those good teams. If they lose this week, I wouldn't be shocked if they're number 10 on my list next week. And then we'll watch them go back up as they get healthier. Yeah, the problem the problem with Tennessee for for people who are like, how could you have Tennessee right now that you're top ten? They have by far the greatest resume in the NFL. I, absolutely, yeah, by far in the AFC. By far, 
Yeah. You could argue that uh, maybe Arizona has a better one, but uh, Tennessee at eight. Indy at nine. Uh, look, if Indy didn't have that horrible start, and in all honesty, that left-handed interception is seared into my mind with Wentz, even though he's been great ever since that, they're still at nine. Would not shock me if they end up in the top five next week if they have another big performance and beat Tampa this week. They were my biggest mover. For Baltimore sure. and Baltimore Chargers. Cincinnati, Buffalo, all in the race for 10. I just went with Baltimore because they continue to find ways to win games that they have no business winning, so they go at 10. We are we are very similar, you and I. Very similar. Now, we'll find here, it was Aaron Schatz. Now, it's one thing for Jeff and I to do this, right? We're doing it with our eyes and our, and our, and our football viewing. We'll have Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders here after the break. He will do it through the lens of his analytics, his proprietary numbers, DVOA, uh, over at Football Outsiders. He will give us his top 10 that will appear much different than ours, and he will give us our probabilities for number one seeds to make the playoffs, that kind of thing. That will be very different because, and we can anticipate this, the Chiefs will be much higher, right? The Titans will be much lower. Those will be the biggest headlines in all of this. But it'll be interesting, even though he'll have the Titans lower, I'll ask him, all right, but what is their probability to still get the number one seed? It's very different. Like, I don't remember a year where you, where, where you had this really, this fulcrum moment with a team like that, where they're so diminished right now, but still have the best record in the conference and still have the easiest part of their schedule, like easiest in the re- remaining schedule in the AFC in front of them. It's fascinating to see if the Titans can get through this and remember, Julio's missing one more game or two more games. Can't remember how far back the IR goes. But he has to miss at least three games, and I think he's missed two so far. So um, it's very interesting. Aaron Shots from Football Outsiders joins us next. Also, Jason Weingarten, Michael Lombardi. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.